Welcome to Jeremiah Smith Ministries, a place where you can grow in God's Word. Alright, well we are live. How you doing today? Praise the Lord. So good to get to see you. I hope that you're doing good. And uh, how's your week going? Are you taking care of yourself spiritually? I hope so. Praise the Lord. Hey, I'm Jeremiah Smith, and I'm pumped to be here with you today. I believe we're going to have us a good time in the Lord. You know, God's got some wonderful things in store for you. You say, well, you talk about my neighbor or friend across the street. No, he's got something in store for you. He wants to do something special in your life. Amen. And he wants to do something to make your world better. He wants to make your life better if you let him do that today. I believe the Holy Spirit's going to help you today and encourage you out of his word, and I believe he's going to make things better for you today. Hey, I'm so glad that you joined us, and again, I, we have uh, services every Wednesday and every Sunday, Sunday at uh, 4 p.m., almost said 6 p.m., 4 p.m. Central Time, and of course, on uh, Sundays, you can catch us, or Sundays, you can catch us at 4 p.m. Central Time, then on uh, Wednesdays, you can catch us live at uh, 6 p.m. Central Time. And so you can listen to us live on uh, Podbeam. If you're on Podbeam, how you doing out there? Praise the Lord. We're so glad to have you tuning in today. And of course, on uh, you can watch us on YouTube. Uh, we have, uh, I don't know how many videos on YouTube, something like 150 videos on YouTube, if you want to check those out. But we do a live stream, of course, every Wednesday and Sunday. So you can check those out on, on, uh, uh, on YouTube there. Praise the Lord. And if you can't listen to us or Watch us at the live times. Of course, you can watch the rebroadcast. You can listen to us on Spotify, Google Music, iTunes, Listen Notes, Podbeam, TuneIn off Alexia, iHeartRadio, uh, Stitcher, Deezer. You can catch us on Pandora, Amazon Music. It goes on and on, you know, whatever you listen to pretty much. Uh, Verbal, iVox, Audio Junkie, Podchasers, Player FM, Samsung, like I said, is our new one. And uh, you can catch us live. Uh, you'll listen to the rebroadcast on there, you know. So, you know, we we can get you one way or the other, you know. You can listen to the rebroadcast or watch us live. I know in all across the world we're listening to. I mean, man, if you pick it on the map, pretty much we, we've been downloaded all across the world. And, uh, you know, the times across the world uh you know are different than here so you know it's good maybe to listen to the rebroadcast rather than watch us at two in the morning i have friends uh, around the world you know and it's interesting sometimes they want me to listen to their podcast and and uh, you know it might be 2 30 in the morning you know <laughs> so you you want to make sure that you're listening at a time that's convenient for you that's why we make sure that we put them out there uh, so that you can listen to them praise the lord if, and uh you know if you want to catch a live broadcast you can catch those too if you like just figure it in your time from central time and uh, you can catch us at those live times if you'd like to of course uh, you can give if you'd like to you can go to patreon just type in jeremiah smith ministries there and you can give at patreon if you'd like uh, of course you if you don't want to do that you can go to jeremiahsmithministries.podbeam.com if you'd like hit the giving tab and of course you can give there if you'd like to you know you can there's a link there to help you get to patreon but there's no pressure to give. All of our resources are free, and uh, we want to make sure that we're being a blessing to you. This is our ministry to you and encourage you today. And, you know, if it encourages you, you might send it to someone else and encourage them and be a blessing to their lives. You know, that's what we're trying to do is encourage people and be a blessing to them and help them to grow spiritually. Amen. And, you know, I don't know about you, but we can all grow a little bit. And uh, these are some great messages that will help you do that. Uh, Luke 638 says, Give, and it shall be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. You know, you can't outgive God, you know, if you give here or if you give somewhere else, you're not going to outgive God. He's going to give back to you good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. That's our, our covenant keeping God, you know, and he wants to make sure that you have what you need to be a blessing to your life. Galatians 6, 7 says, do not be deceived. God's not mocked. Whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap. And so, you know, you want to make sure that you're, you're, you're working his law so that he can be a blessing to your life. You know, he, and you say, well, Jeremiah, you know, you're not supposed to give to get, you know, I've heard that. I don't know how many times <laughs> ministers saying you're not to give to get, well, yeah, fine. They don't have what you need, you know, I mean, but you need to give so God can bless it back to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together, running over, you know, God expected to have an increase in his life. You know, he gave Jesus so he would have you, right? And he wants you to give so that you have the resources that you need to have in your life. You know, it's important that you sow it on a regular basis. A farmer doesn't just get what he needs in one season. You know, he has to keep sowing and sowing. So you want to make sure that you're sowing the things you need to sow 
so God can bring the increase into your life. And that takes work. You need to make sure you're watching that you're sowing all the time so that you keep the resources that you need to have coming into your life all the time. Do you believe that? I believe it. I believe that he wants to do that in your life today. Praise the Lord. Well, we're going to get our Bibles out, get your tablet. Get your water out, you know, get yourself ready. Let's just sanctify us, Lord, in Jesus' name. Give me a little drink of water there. Here's my Bible here on my camera. If you see it there, got it on the computer. We're so glad that you're with us today. We're going to pray today, and we're going to get into the Word. If you would, grab, go ahead and uh, pray with me here. And uh, we're going to go ahead and pray over God's word as we administer the word to you today. Praise the Lord. Father, we just thank you, Father, for your goodness. We thank you, Father, for your mercy today, Father. You've been so good to us, Father. We thank you, Father, for taking care of our families and taking care of us today, Father, taking care of those listening today, Father. We thank you in the path that they're on, Father, serving you all the resources they need are on that path, Father. You're taking care of what they need. You have it prearranged and taking care of for them, Father. And Father, we ask that you help us to be on that path that you want for us today, being guided and directed by you in everything that we do, Father. And Father, we just thank you, Father, for it in Jesus' name. And Father, as we get into the word, Father, we ask that you help us, Father, to listen to you and everything that we do. Help no one to leave without getting what they need today spiritually, Father. We ask that you flood us with light. Help us to see some things we never seen before by your spirit today, Father. And Father, we just thank you, Father, for it in Jesus' name. We thank you for being so good to us. And we thank you as Thanksgiving's coming up. We're becoming more and more aware of how thankful we are. And Father, we thank you, Father, for it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Let me grab one more drink here. We'll get started. Amen. Well, we're going to start in Hebrews, the sixth chapter, the first verse. Grab your Bible, get your tablet, get your phone, whatever you like. Amen. Hebrews, the sixth chapter, the first verse. That's where we're going to start. Say, what's in Hebrews? Well, you know, Hebrews is a book written to a church that's being very persecuted, you know, and for their faith, you know, that's why it's kind of an intense book, a little bit, the book of Hebrews there. Some believe Paul wrote that book. I personally believe Paul wrote it or Luke wrote it because all the detail is in it. You would think Paul probably wrote it because uh, how he talks about covenant throughout that book, you know. But the reason why it's so strong of a book is because they're under heavy persecution. You know, Christians were dying for what they believed in, and, and some of them were turning from their faith. And so it's pretty intense when you read that book, you know, and you think about the history of some of these books, it's powerful to think about what's going on at the time, you know. Hebrews, the sixth chapter, the first verse, this is uh, what we're looking at here. Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on unto perfection. No, so we're trying to be work towards perfection. Are you working towards perfection today in your life and your character and your relationship with God? Are you working towards perfection? I didn't say you were perfect yet, <laughs> Amen. but we're working towards perfection. You know, my wife would probably say, I need to keep working on that to get to that perfection. You know, <laughs> but I'm working towards perfection. Amen. If we're not working at it, we're not getting more perfected every day. We have to work on it every day. Would you agree with that? We have to work on it every day, you know, to become more perfect in our lives for God, you know, him doing a work in the inside of us and changing us in his presence and renewing our minds. We're working on it every day, right? And he says, therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on into perfection, not laying again the foundations of repentance from dead works and of faith towards God of the doctrine of the baptisms, of the laying on of hands, of the resurrection from the dead, and the eternal judgment. And this will we do if God permits. It's interesting, though, you know, as we get into this here, and I'm just, we're going to look at another version of this, but it's interesting to look at this. You know, he's talking about there are foundations, right? There are truths of God's word that are foundations. You know, we got people today that want to start in the elemental P's and they want to work their way up there to XYZ's. But we all need the ABCs, right? We need these foundational truths, you know. You don't just skip all the way over there, you know. I don't know about you, but I like when I build something, you know. I don't even like to look at the instructions. <laughs> I'm not careful, you know, when I build something. You know, and, you know, if it's for my son or if it's for for myself, you know, I, I'd rather look at the picture, you know, and I'd like to put it together, you know, not not looking really at the instructions on how to put it together, you know. 
but it's important that we we have good foundations or you know we're just wasting our time i, I don't know how many times i've gotten further into the project and had to redo the whole thing <laughs> you know because i didn't know the abc's right and it's important that we have good foundations and know the ABCs of God's word. And he tells us what those are right here. You know, he talks about the foundations that you should know. The things you should build be building upon are these foundations he talks about here in Hebrews. Powerful, powerful stuff, you know. And, you know, it's interesting, you know, we talk about foundations. I remember I, when I started playing guitar, you know, when I went in to play guitar, we all wanted to do the elemental piece. <laughs> we all want the XYZs. Well, you know, I was young and I wanted to learn how to play guitar and I'd bring in a tape with me, you know, and I'd be like, Hey, this guy plays this song. It's wonderful. Can you teach me this song? And he's trying to teach me how to play Mary had a little lamb, <laughs> you know, on the guitar on one string, but I want to skip to the ABC. I want to skip to the elemental P's and the X, Y, Z's, you know, but he wants me to have a good foundation. See, if you have a good foundation, you can play anything on the guitar, you know, but you have to have a good foundation. You know, or you got to know how to tune your guitar. You got to know how to do all the the basic things to be able to play guitar, you know? And so he's trying to push me towards that, trying to teach me skills. Cause I want to be able to play good guitar solos, you know, back then, you know, this was back in the eighties, you know, so I really wanted to rock out like all the other guys wanted to rock out, you know, and, and, uh, he's trying to teach me these skills, you know, but I don't want to learn the skills. I want to learn the, the, the X, Y, Z's. I, I want to learn how to play like all the famous guitarists, you know? And so that's what he did. You know, he started, he'd get a tape and I'd come in, I'd hand him the tape. I have about an hour to be with him. He, <laughs> poor guy, he would try to learn whatever tape I brought in and try to convey that to me, you know, how hard that must be too, for me to really understand what I'm doing, you know, for him to try to teach me this, this, this guitar that's up of the X, Y, Z's, you know, to a guy that doesn't even know his ABCs. Can you imagine? <laughs> being a teacher trying to do that well he did do that and i'd go to school and i could play the song but i didn't know the foundations you know couldn't play anything else hardly you know i had to go back and start working on the foundations as i got older you know because you can get by so long knowing the xyz's but you you're not gonna be able to do much unless you have the abc's you know you have the foundations that we need to have you know and so for a long time, I could only play these certain songs, you know, but I do, couldn't create my own song, couldn't do a lot of different things, you know, couldn't play other songs because you have to get the ABCs, you know. I remember playing in one of the bands I played in, I never forget, you know, I had a friend, he would actually, uh, before I'd come up there, he would tune the guitar for me because I didn't even know how to tune my guitar because I, was, I knew the XYZs, you know, but I didn't know the basic fundamentals of learning to even tune my guitar, you know, interesting, you know, how you need to know those ABCs. If you want to be full rounded and be able to do the things you need to do, we need a good foundations. Amen. And so Hebrews in the uh, sixth chapter, the first verse of the, and the message here, let's read the message version. It says, so come on, let's leave the preschool finger painting exercises on Christ and get on with the grand work of art. Grow up in Christ. The basic foundation truths are in place. Turning your back on salvation by self-help. Well, that's a good truth, right? You know, you, you, you can do all the good works you want to do, but that's not what righteousness is. He's given that as a free gift to us, right? That's a good foundation that you need to know is about righteousness and turning in the trust toward God, right? Talk about faith towards God baptismal instructions, laying on of hands, resurrection of the dead, eternal judgment. God helping us will stay true to all that, but there's so much more. Let's get on with it. Think about this today. God has so much more for us, but we got to know the foundations, right? You know, Paul talked about when he was talking to the Corinthian church, you know, how he wanted to, as I believe it was the Corinthian, Corinthian church, he was talking about how he wanted to teach them all this stuff, but they need to know the basic fundamentals of the, of the Bible, you know, these fundamentals. He has to go back and teach them the fundamentals. He wants to teach them all this new revelation he's getting and talk about all the good things the Lord's showing him. But they're not progressing, and he has to go back to the fundamentals. You know, we find ourselves with that with church if we're not careful, you know. 
people need to be progressing, you know, or you just keep teaching the foundations, you know, that's why we have believers conventions for the most grown up type of spiritual things, you know, or, or they have believers meetings, you know, for more grown up spiritual type of things. Well, it's because the fundamentals have to be taught over and over in a church because those people are still growing spiritually. I believe the percentage is something like, Oh, something up in the 80s and 90s of people that are just getting saved and they're growing up in church. You know, think about that today. You know, you the person next to you is growing and getting free all the time in church. So they're going to need to hear those fundamentals over and over. If you're growing up spiritually, you should be the teacher in the church or pastor in your own church, right? So the XYZs are for the people growing up more, and the fundamental truths are for people that are growing, right? And so it's interesting, but the basic principles, we all need to be renewed to them though, all the time. We have to keep ourselves renewed to those things all the time. And the one we're going to be talking about today is faith towards God, right? You say, well, why are you talking about that? Well, I feel like the Lord put that on my heart today. Faith towards God. So, so we're going to be talking about one of the funda fundamental truths, faith in God. <laughs> hey, man, I like to talk about faith, you know, and it, it's interesting, you know, that where I come from, faith is one of the biggest things preached, you know. I, I grew up under Brother Hagin's, you know, teachings, you know, and we I came from Ramo Bible Church there, and on the top of the church, they have a big shield that says faith going around in circles and circles and circles. It's a beacon of hope to the people out there in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. But faith in God is so important to us. We as believers have to have faith in God, right? You know, we have to be careful about this because we get to where we have faith in ourselves and limit ourselves so much, but we need to have faith in God that he'll help us in our circumstances. Amen. Sometimes we got God about this big, tiny if you're not looking on the camera, I'm holding my fingers up. We have him about two inches tall, and then we have the circumstances like... Thirty, you know, fifteen thousand feet wide, right? We got to get our God bigger than our circumstances, right? Our faith should be in God. He's a whole lot bigger than our circumstances, right? Notice I didn't say faith in you; I said faith in God. You know, you see, you're limited on what you can do, right? Are we not limited on the things that we can do? Oh, yeah. Well, some people can do a whole lot. You know, they may have lots and lots of money, but you're still limited on what you can do, right? But God's unlimited the things that he can do in your life. He's not limited, <laughs> right? In your circumstances, he's unlimited. So we need to get our faith in him, the unlimited one, in our circumstances. You say, well, why is that important? Well, if you're needing healing, that's very important. If you're needing God to help you through a challenge that you're going through right now, that's very important. If you got a circumstance that doesn't look like it can be fixed, that's very important, Right? God wants to help you. We don't have to limit ourselves in our circumstances. God can bring you out. Amen. I'll say that again. God can bring you out. Amen. But you have to see what he's able to do and what he's able to accomplish. Faith in him. He's unlimited in everything that you need for your circumstances. You say, well, Jeremiah, it's easy for you to say you don't know what I'm going through. Well, you know, God is unlimited. If you're saying that he's not as big as your circumstances, you're serving the wrong God. Our God is way bigger than your circumstances. He's everywhere at one time. He creates planets. He created the moon, the solar system. He created you. You wouldn't even have your next breath if it wasn't for him. Amen. He created everything. And he's able to help you with whatever circumstance that you're going through. Mark eleven twenty two says it like this. And I'd love to read all of it, Mark 11, 22, 23, 24. All of them are great. But notice what it says here. In the, and this was after Jesus would just cursed a fig tree. And uh, he was upset. I don't know if you've ever got upset. He was hungry, obviously. And he got upset and he cursed a fig tree. And they come, the disciples come walking back by this fig tree. And they look at the fig tree and they say, wow. <laughs> you know? And the thing, it was the next day and the fig tree dried up from the roots, you know. And uh, they were like, wow, that's amazing. He did that with his words, you know. He didn't grab it and choke it, you know. <laughs> he, didn't pour, he didn't pour acid on it. He used his words. And his words caused that to happen. You know, people are cursing their situations all the time right now with their words. They don't even realize it, you know. When, you, when you're not speaking good about your circumstances and you're not speaking positive things about your situation, you know. If you're not agreeing with God about your circumstances, you're cursing that situation. You're prophesying your, your, your future. 
Amen. And, and he shows that the negative side can be done just as easy as the good side can be done, you know, with this fig tree. Mark eleven twenty two 22 says, And Jesus answered and saith unto them, Have faith in God, right? He's, he told them how he did it, right? He, he didn't have faith in himself, which he was 100% man, 100% God, suspended his powers, basically, to be here on earth, you know, and he shows us how to walk in the spirit, right? And then, so you're capable of this. I'm capable of this. You know, we can speak to things and things be changed. But he says the way that it happens is you having faith in God, right? You have to have faith in him to change your circumstances. You have to have faith in him getting in with your words and making it come to pass. Think about that today. You have to have faith in him, not faith in you, but faith in God. But we need to keep hearing about this. You know, you say, well, I've heard this before. Well, you can hear it again, right? You need to be renewed to it again. You know, it's amazing, you know, how we have to be careful in our circumstances, you know, how we, we get so dependent on us that we, we don't give God the opportunity to fix our situation. We get dependent on us just making it through, oh, I'll take a little bit more medicine or or uh, I'll work this situation out. I'll work two jobs or, or uh, I'll fix this situation with my family, you know, and it doesn't get better sometimes, you know. Where's your dependency on God, right? We're supposed to be codependent on him. We're laborers together with him. And he's the one that can cause it to happen. He's the one that can change your circumstances. We have to have faith in him, right? Putting our faith and trust in him to make it happen, you know. You know, sometimes it doesn't happen as fast as we like, and we don't. We lose that dependency on him if we're not careful, you know. We need to trust in him. He's got all the resources you need. He's got everything he needs to get you where you need to go. He, he has a way of working out all of our situations, you know. I'll never forget, you know, I was in uh, Shawnee, Oklahoma. I was a youth pastor, you know. And uh, I'll never forget, you know, I had a car situation. Oh, my goodness. We... <laughs> This car gave us trouble when we got into town. It gave us trouble throughout the whole time we were there, pretty much. I mean, it, crazy stuff happened to this car, you know. And I mean, we were really we were bringing in kids. I got to where I was driving three three buses in each each week, and kids were coming in. I was even driving in a family, you know. <laughs> we were doing all kinds of things, but our personal car was just man. We were having all kinds of trouble with it. the flywheel went out. I mean, how often does the flywheel go out on a car? <laughs> you know? Crazy stuff, you know. Enemy attacks your van, you know. Devil got my van. He's chewing on my van, you know. <laughs> But, you know, I, I needed a vehicle, you know, and I'll never forget, you know, we, we were having trouble paying things, you know. As a matter of fact, I got to a place where the youth pastor actually stopped paying, or the uh, pastor stopped paying me as uh, being a youth pastor at some point. Their, t their finances were tight, you know. Now, we, we were tight, you know, having to work jobs and be youth pastors, you know. And uh, I'll never forget, though, we were having trouble with this, you know, and the situation with the van got really bad, you know. We had a real tough situation, you know. And, you know, these were not cheap things to fix, <laughs> you know, with our van. Well, you know, finally the situation was I, I had to get another vehicle. I didn't have a choice, you know. And, you know, right within that time when I had to make the decision, we, we had an opportunity with another car that was very dependable at that time, you know. God made an opportunity for us, you know. Matter of fact, we had that car for quite some time. But you think about that today, you know. He knows what you need. He's working on it behind the scenes to fix the things that you need to be fixed you need to have fixed but you have to have a reliance on him he's working on it behind the scenes you know if we pull back layers you know the bible actually talks about in revelations how the heavens are going to fold back did you know that there's actually scripture talks about it he's going to fold them back you know you know, God, if we were to fold back what's going on behind the scenes, you'd be shocked at what's going on. God's working behind the scenes. We get so natural. If we're not careful, we look at how we feel and how things feel today. How am I feeling? How are you feeling today? You know, but God's working behind the scenes, especially if you're staying true to him to fix the situation for you and make it better for you because he's a good father and he's, he's working on what you're confessing. He's working on what you're praying for. He's working behind the scenes, and he's changing things behind the circumstances. you got to keep yourself in agreement with him. You know, we have to keep an agreement with him. 
You know, did you know that word confess means to say the same thing as if you look it up in the Greek, first uh, uh, John one, nine, that, that chapter there, you know, that word confess means to say the same thing as look it up in the strong, just say the same thing as, you know, and we're supposed to be saying the same thing as what we're supposed to be saying about God. You know, if it says God will supply all your needs, we should be saying that on a daily basis. He will supply all my needs, right? You know, if he's saying that you're the healed of the Lord, you're supposed to be saying that he's the healed. If you're agreeing with him, you're letting him make things work for you in your life. But you have to come in agreement with him. And you'd be surprised how hard it is to get people to come in agreement with him. <laughs> we want to say whatever we want to say, right? And, you know, it's interesting because you can hear the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. Why would you say that? Why would you say that, you know? You know, you start to argue with your family and you feel horrible about it because the Holy Spirit's like, no, you need, you weren't supposed to say that, you know. But we have to come in agreement with him, you know, on everything that we do. If he calls you healed, you're healed. If he calls you righteous, you're righteous. You know, if he says you're the righteousness in Christ Jesus, then you are the righteousness in Christ Jesus. But we have to agree with him on a daily basis. That's one we should put on our car, on our refrigerator. <laughs> Amen. We need to put it everywhere we go, and we need to repeat what he has to say about us. You know, if he says you're saved, you're saved, right? You get up in the morning, don't feel like it. I don't feel saved today. Well, he said you're saved, so you say you're saved. Amen. I, I'm born again. I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus, right? We come in agreement with him. That's what we're doing with coffee confessions, right? We're just agreeing with what God says in his word. If you haven't listened to that coffee and confessions, check it out. We're just agreeing with what he says and agreeing with his word, what he has to say, say and it causes things to change in your circumstances, causes change to happen in your life if you'll agree with what he says about you. You know, this is why people, you know, if they're not careful, you know, that they're, they're not secure, you know, they're not re re agreeing with God. You know, you need to agree with God, what he has to say. If he says you're blessed with all spiritual blessings, well, you need to agree with him. Say, hey, I'm blessed today. <laughs> Man, that's what it says in the first chapter of Ephesians, right? If he says that, you know, that you have the greater one on the inside of you, you need to agree with him. I have the greater one on the inside of me, having faith in God and in his word, right? Having faith in God and his word causes things to go a lot longer way for you, praise the Lord, if you'll agree with him. Let's look at Psalms, the 36th chapter, Psalms 36. Listen to what it says here in Psalms 136. We're going to read just a few verses out of this. Let's start with the first verse. It says, and give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Why do you think about that today? The psalmist said, he's good. <laughs> Amen. Well, you know, if you get up and the circumstances don't look the way they should look, you know, you need to agree with what he says in the word. He's good and his mercy endures forever. He's going to be good to me. His mercy endures forever and he's good. Amen. And you come on down here to the 11th verse. He says, and he brought out the Israel from among them for his mercy endureth forever with a strong hand and with a stretched out arm for his mercy endureth forever. There's a good song that actually goes for like the, that reads these scriptures. The 13th verse is to him, which divided the red sea into parts for his mercy endureth forever. The psalmist is just remembering how good he is and remembering his works and remembering how great he is, you know, for us to have faith in God, we got to remember how good he is. You know, do you remember a circumstance that you went through that only he could bring you out of? Man, we got to remember those things, right? You say, well, Jeremiah, you're teaching on faith in God, you know? Yeah, and we need to remember to have faith in God and not just depend upon ourselves. Amen. The 13th verse is to him that divided the Red Sea into the parts for his mercy endureth forever. The 14th verse is and made Israel to pass through the midst of it for his mercy endureth forever. But overthrew Pharaoh and his host in the Red Sea for his mercy endureth forever. He took care of his people. He protected them. That is mercy. You know, he's protecting you. He's taking care of you. Maybe you should get up in the morning and say his mercy endureth forever. Amen. Have faith in God to work out your circumstance. Do you remember when he, he brought you out before? You don't think he can bring you out again? Amen. His mercy endureth forever. <laughs> Amen. You don't think he's already had it planned? 
You don't think he's already known what you're going to face. You don't think he already saw it coming. He's the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. You don't think he already provided a way out. Yeah, his mercy endureth forever. The 16th verse is to him that w- which led his people through the wilderness for his mercy endureth forever. The 18th verse is, and slew famous kings for his mercy endureth forever. And then you go on down to the 21st verse. It says, and gave their land for an inheritance for his mercy endureth forever. You think about how he was good to them. You think about that with the children of Israel. You know, they were complaining. <laughs> And he still had mercy, you know. Have you ever been one of those people, you know, you're not enjoying the whole ride (laughs) through your life? You know, aren't you glad he has mercy and his mercy endures forever? You know, we feel different every day and we have to, we we have to put a watch on our mouth and a watch on how we're doing things, you know, and remember that his mercy endureth forever. Amen. And remember his works and how he's working behind the scenes to make it work for you, you know. I imagine when they got up to the Red Sea, you know, they were like, I don't know about this one, <laughs> you know. And I don't know about you. I've been in lots of circumstances when I got up to it. I said, I don't know about this one, you know. But his mercy endureth forever, right? And he he has it figured out. And, you know, the scripture talks about that he, he breathed through his nose and caused the Red Sea to open up. <laughs> You know, even with his nose, he can fix your situation. You know, it doesn't matter what you're going through. He can fix it. His hand, his nose, he'll do whatever he needs to do. He's everywhere at one time and he can fix your situation if you'll let him do that. Right. The 23rd verse is in who remembered us in the lowest state for his mercy endureth forever. Maybe today you're in a lowest state and you're going through challenges right now. You know, maybe you don't have anything. But his mercy endureth forever. I remember uh, talking to a cousin of mine, you know, and he was talking about how they didn't have Christmas toys one year. And all of a sudden they got a knock on the door and somebody showed up with a whole bunch of toys for him for Christmas, you know, and he, that story, that story impacted his life. You know, think about that today. You know, you know, somebody's Christmas presents are on the way. Somebody's situations that would need to be fixed is on the way. There's just, it's just a knock away. Amen. If you'll listen to the Holy Spirit and stay true to God, right? Have faith in God in your circumstance. He'll make your situation get better. Praise the Lord. His mercy endureth forever, right? He says here, and hath redeemed us from our enemies for his mercy endureth forever. You ever had somebody coming against you and challenges coming against you, you know, that they're literally just, they're after you, just going towards you, going after you, you know, and you need something to change quick. You know, God, he'll protect you, right? The Bible says his favor encompasses you about with a shield. Amen. His mercy endureth forever. We have to have faith in him, faith in his word, faith in his presence. His mercy endureth forever. The 25th verse is who giveth food to all flesh for his mercy endureth forever. Maybe today you've been hearing about the food shortages. I don't know. Everybody talks about food shortages, food shortages here, food shortages there. You don't think God gets you food. He'll rain it from heaven. If he has to, he'll get you food <laughs> and he can do it more than a million ways. He has no problem getting you food, right? Maybe there may be a, people that don't have food in all kinds of situations that aren't saved, but you're going to have some food <laughs> Amen. because you're God's kid. You know, and he'll, he'll give you angels food if he has to. The Bible talks about he'll give you angels food if he has to. Matter of fact, I believe we're about to read that here. He'll give you angels food if he has to. You know, he'll make sure that you have what you need to eat. Your family has what they need to have. You're God's kids, and God takes care of his kids. Amen. The 26 verses, and give thanks unto the Lord of heaven, for his mercy endureth forever. Amen. So it's important to remember to have faith in God. And they did, they had to have faith in God, you know, even though their circumstances were challenging, Moses had to have faith in God. Yeah, he had to have faith in God, you know. Uh, Of course, Joshua had to have faith in God, you know, and God will work out your circumstances, you know. Joshua, he had a real challenging circumstance. There was a mountain all around there, a mountain. That would be some kind of mountain, wasn't it, all the way around the city? No, he had, <laughs> he had, well, I remember actually going to a place one time my dad took me to, I'll never forget when I was younger, we went up on a mountain, it was all around the city, I'll never forget, you know, 
and we were traveling, went through different states, you know, and he took me up and I got on the top of the mountain all of a sudden my nose, because of the gravitational pull, starts shooting that blood out my nose, you know, just pulling. I was like, wow, you know, and he was talking about because the gravity was causing that, you know. But Joshua, you know, he, there was a wall all around the city. You don't think that he was discouraged? You don't think he had times of discouragement, you know, and the Lord told him to walk, go around that city seven times? You don't think he's walking, looking at that wall all the way around the city. Is this going to work? God, I don't know if this one, is this going to be the one? Is this going to work? <laughs> I'm trusting you here, God. Hey, man, you know, you don't think these people got to share. These are human beings. These are people that are looking at their natural situation if they're not careful. But he had faith in God or he would have quit at the, the fifth turn going around. Maybe the sixth turn. The seventh turn, or are you gonna be like Are you gonna be like the the kid, uh, the uh, the three Hebrew uh, children that were thrown into the fire? You know, are you gonna be like them when they said they said, "Well, hey, Nebuchadnezzar, you know, he said we're not gonna bow to you, but even if he doesn't deliver us, we're gonna stay with you." Think about that today. Their dedication to God, you know, had faith in God. And they, even if they knew they're going, either way. They're not going to bow. They're going to do what they were supposed to do. Their dedication for God. Think about that today, you know. We have to stay true to him, have faith in him. He's going to deliver you, you know, if you have faith in him and trust him like that. That's the kind of faith you have to have in God. Amen. And you do that, he's going to work out your circumstances. He's going to change your challenges. I remember I was going to Raymond, I'll never forget, you know, when I was younger, I was just thinking of this story. I believe the Holy Spirit want me to tell it. But uh, I never forget, you know, I'd, I'd moved to Tulsa, you know, and uh, with my family, you know, and then I'd never forget with my wife. We ended up getting married. Then we moved up to Tulsa and then we got our own single bedroom apartment. And, uh, you know, I went through the whole process of filling out my Rama thing to get in. I got accepted, you know, my, my, um, I was trying to think about him. The, the uh, thing I needed to fill out to get into Raymond, it'll come to me here pretty soon. But I'll never forget I got in there, you know. And and but then I had to pay down the down payment, you know. It was a pretty good sum of money, you know. And I didn't have it, you know. And I, I was like, what do I do? So we started praying, you know. And God ended up working that situation out, you know. But you know, I could have turned back. So that's it. We're done here, you know. <laughs> You know, and my wife, my newly wife's looking at me, you know, we're trusting God, you know, she's going to find out if I'm serving the Lord or not, you know, and God worked out the situation. And you think about today, you know, God, he'll work out your situation. He has somebody on standby to help you. He'll bring the right people around you. You know, I've had this happen many, many, many times since then, you know, and it's, you have to have faith in him to work out the situation. You have to trust in him, you know. I remember I was listening to a story recently of a good brother, you know, talking about how they gave their last amount of money in the offering, you know, and trust in God, you know, having faith in God. And, you know, you not giving an offering hurts you, doesn't it? You know, you can't afford not to give an offering. You need to give an offering somewhere, you know, so that God can provide for you, you know. And then so it's he's giving and he gave what he had and just trust the Lord from there on out, you know. And I remember Jerry Seville talking about his wife, you know, he left for three weeks on a meeting with uh, Kenneth Copeland, you know, to do the things that he was wanting to do in ministry at the time. And he, he left his wife there and I believe it was something like $30. He left his wife, you know, that's all she had to take care of her kids and herself. And she gave all the money in the offering that she had needed more money than that. So she gave everything she had and God provided and had somebody stick a check in her pocket at church. Think about that today. He wants to take care of you. He wants to help you, but you got to have faith in God. Amen. He's a God that'll provide. He's a God that'll fix your circumstances if you'll let him fix your circumstances. Amen. Amen. You don't want to find ourselves forgetting what God can do for us and forgetting and not having faith in God. Psalms 78. Let's look at that real quick. Psalm 78. And uh, the first verse, it says, Give ear, O my people, to my law. Incline your ears. We're starting the first verse. Uh, to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark scenes of old, which we have heard and known, and our fathers have told us. We will not hide them from their children, showing to the generation to come the praises of the Lord. 
you know, you having faith in God, the stories that you have, you should be passing those down to your kids. So they have faith in God. I remember when God brought us through. I remember when we went through this challenge and God brought us through, you know, you should be passing that down to your children. And so they have faith in God as well and his strength and his wonderful works that he hath done. Think about that. Isn't that beautifully written? You know, the strength and his beautiful works that he's done. They were wanting to pass, they were passing it down to their children. For he established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which had commanded our fathers, and they should make them known to their children that the generation to come might know them, even the children which should be born, who should arise and declare them to their children, that they might set their hope in God. And not forget the works of God, but the command, the keep His commandments. They thought it was important, though, to tr- pass it down and remember the works of God. What are you passing down today? Are you re- letting your kids remember the works of God? You know, this is why we need to renew our minds to this—to have faith in God. Amen. And what happened though is that they ended up forgetting the marvelous things that God had to do for them about him bringing them through and bringing them through the Red Sea, opening the Red Sea and all the things that he did for them. You know, it's interesting that you look at that and it says here in the 11th verse, and forgot his works and his wonders and had showed them marvelous things that he has saw in the sight of their fathers in the land of Egypt and the field of Zoan. Uh, he divided the Red Sea and caused them to pass through that he made the waters to stand up on a heap. And in the daytime, also, he led them with a cloud and all the night with a light of fire. <laughs> he did everything for them. He clave the rocks in the wilderness uh, in the wilderness, and gave them drink as out of the uh, great depths. You know, he actually had water come out of a rock for them. And they sinned yet more against him and provoked him the most high in the wilderness. And they tempted God in their heart by asking meat for their lust. Yea, they spake against God, and they said, Can God furnish a table in the wilderness? See, this is what happens if you don't keep faith in God. You start asking questions like this. It's like, God, can you do this? You know, you have to be careful about asking such questions to God. You know, you, you don't think he can do it? He can do anything. He's God. He had not have a problem, you know, fixing your situation. He didn't have a problem providing what you need. But what it is, is you need to build your faith in God, right? Your God's gotten this big, about two inches tall, and your circumstances have gotten huge. And you've got to build your faith in God, right? Because if your faith was in God, you'd say, oh, yes, he's going to take care of this. He's going to provide for this. He's going to make this situation work. You wouldn't be asking a question like this. Can he prepare a table in the wilderness? Oh, yeah, he can do it. (laughs) Hey, man, he can make water come out of a rock. He can make food come down so much that the Bible talks about that they kept saying things like this, and he shot so much meat. They were wanting meat. He said, I'm going to give them meat, and he shot meat onto the earth so much that they, he, he said they're going to have meat coming out their nose, <laughs> you know, because they're asking such questions. He's showing them who he was, you know, and God doesn't have a problem fixing your circumstance. You know, we had to be like Mary, you know, be it unto me, you know, and just whatever it is, you know, God, I, I believe you can do it. No problem. Be it unto me. Amen. He's going to take care of them. He's faithful to do that. He's a God that will take care of it. We don't want to be somebody that forgets how good God is and have faith in him, right? You see all the need, they all, we all need to be reminded of the foundational truths of having faith in God. Smith Wigglesworth said it like this, great faith is in not knowing that God can, it's knowing he will. Did you catch that? It says great faith is not not knowing that God can, it's knowing he will. You know, are you a person that thinks that God can? Or are you a person that believes you will? You know, that's important to think about. What side are you on that today? You know, do you believe he will take care of the circumstances or you think he can? Maybe he might. It's possible. No, he will. Right? If you're staying true to him and faithful to him, he will work out your situation. He's a good father and he'll work it out for you. You you see, you have to know he will to do whatever it is you need. Amen. Maybe you're needing healing today. Well, you, if you're playing the game where you think, well, he, he's able to, you know, but you're not seeing that he will, then you probably won't get your healing. Amen. 
You know, you need to believe he will do that for you. Amen. Maybe you're dealing with addiction today. You know, you say, well, he can help me with this. You know, well, you're just basically putting it off into the future. You know, faith is now. Amen. He will help me with addiction right now. Amen. Maybe you're stepping out in faith to do God's will. You know, you got to believe if you're doing this, that he will provide for me. You know, you remember the, uh, he sent the disciples out, you know, he said, don't take anything with you, you know. And he was teaching them that faith is now. You're going to need to trust me now, you know. Well, they came back and he said, did you have need of anything? And they said, no, no, God, we, we didn't need anything. Well, he took care of all their needs. Amen. And he wants to do that for you. Faith is now. He will take care of you on your journey for him. Whatever you call, he's called you to do, he has it figured out. He's, he's had it figured out for a long time. And he's going to help you with that, whatever it is. Whatever it is, you must believe that he will take care of it for you. Amen. Let's look over to Exodus, the third chapter. Exodus, the third chapter, we'll go to the first verse. It says, Now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of the Midian. And he led the flock to the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of God, even to Horeb. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. And he looked, and behold, the bush burned with fire, and the bush was not consumed. Well, that'd be some kind of bush, <laughs> right? It's on fire, but it doesn't get consumed, you know? I'd like to see that trick today. Amen. <laughs> and Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush is not burnt. And when the Lord saw him turn aside to see God, called unto him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, Here I am. And he said, Draw not nigh, nigh hither, put off thy shoes from off thy feet, for the place whereon thou standest is holy ground. Moreover, he said, I am the God of thy father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, and of Moses. And Moses hid his face, and he was afraid to look upon him. And he said, And the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people, which are in Egypt, and have heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. And I am come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians, to bring them up out of the land unto the, a good land, and a large and a, a large land unto a land flowing with milk and honey unto a place of the Canaanites, the Hittites, and the Amorites, a whole bunch of ites there, and the Pezzarites, and the Heaviites, and the Jebusites. <laughs> and now, therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel is come unto me, and I have also seen the oppression where, wherewith the Egyptians oppressed them. Come now, therefore, and I will send thee unto Pharaoh, that thou mayest bring forth my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. And Moses said unto them, Who am I? You know, this is the problem. You know, God comes to us, and he says, I want to heal you. And he says, I want to make your life better. You know, I'm going to change your circumstances, you know. I want to fix whatever it is that you're dealing with there, you know, and, you know, but we, we say, well, who am I? <laughs> Just like Moses, right? You know, it isn't about you. It, you know, it's about you and God. You're the dynamic duo, you and God. Amen. You know, you get your faith connected to him. He can do the most unusual, amazing things in your life if you'll connect to him. It's not about you. It's about what God can do, having faith in him, right? Putting your trust in him, relying on him, and he'll bring you out of your circumstances. You know, it doesn't take a whole lot of faith. He says the size of a mustard seed, just trusting in him, right? Relying on him with everything you can do. You say, well, how long is that going to take? I can't tell you how long it's going to take, but I will tell you he will do it. Amen. You have to rely on him. Amen. You know, and if, if your circumstances totally changed and fixed for the better, wouldn't it be worth it if you just relied on him? Amen. He's a good God, and he wants to make your circumstances better, and he wants to use you to do some mighty things, just like he used Moses to do some mighty things in your world and wherever you're at today. Amen. But you got to rely on him. You got to have faith in him that I should go into Pharaoh and that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt. You see, as people, we forget that we have to have faith in God when it comes to God's promises. God wasn't asking Moses to do it within himself. He was asking him to trust him. Amen. You know, and he's not asking you to do whatever he's called you to do within yourself. 
hey man, it wouldn't get done. <laughs> it wouldn't be accomplished if it was within yourself. You know, I remember Gloria Copeland saying everything that me and that God's called me and Kenneth Copeland to do seemed impossible. You know, and of course it seemed impossible because he wants you to rely on him to help you to fulfill that destiny he has for your life. Exodus 3.12, let's look at that. And it says, and he said, certainly I will be with thee. Notice what he said to him there. <clears throat> Excuse me. He said, certainly I will be with thee. Right? So whatever God calls for, he's going to be there with you. Amen. He says, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I'll be with you. Right? I'll be with you starting that business. I'll be with you all through your healing process. I'll be with you when you're trying to overcome addiction. I'll be with you whenever you're lonely. I'll be with you whenever you're trying to do this, seeking a mate that I have for your destiny. You know, I'll, I'll be your, I'll be there for you all the way through that process, right? I'll be with you. you you're not going to be alone, right? Think about this today. He'll be with you. He said, certainly I will be with thee. <laughs> Man, Moses wasn't alone. And you're not alone, right? We have to have faith in him and this shall be the token unto thee that i have sent thee when thou hast brought forth the people out of egypt ye shall serve god upon this mountain think about this today you know he he said you, you you're going to enjoy this so much you're going to serve me <laughs> when you see god do the things that you're trusting him to do that you're having faith in him to do amen you're going to want to serve him Hey man, when you when you have faith in him, you see him do these dynamic things in your life and you see him make changes in you that you couldn't make in yourself, then he, you're going to want to serve him. You're going to see how good he is and how much he loves you. He wants us to have a relationship with him and he wants to be a part of that. And so it's important that we're being led by the Holy Spirit in everything that we do. Praise the Lord. I think I'm going to close there. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you, Father, for your goodness. We thank you, Father, for your mercy, Father. You've been so good to us today, Father. Help us to have faith in you, Father, in our circumstance. Help us to listen to you in our circumstance and to trust you, Father, in your circumstance. Your goodness and mercy endureth forever, Father. Father, help us to have faith in you and to, and to see that you can do unusual good things in our lives and help us through this adventure in faith, Father, on a daily basis, Father. Father, we know that nothing pleases you but faith, Father. Help us to have faith in everything that we do, trust in you in our circumstances. And we just thank you, Father, for it in Jesus' holy name. And we give you all the praise and all the glory every time, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. If you don't know Jesus, you need to know Jesus today. You know, the Bible says that if you believe God with all your heart and believe that God's risen Jesus from the dead, you shall be saved, right? He's looking at your heart today. He wants you to be saved today. Why don't you pray this with me real quick, and we'll believe God for your salvation right now. Father, I believe you've risen Jesus from the dead. And Father, I confess Jesus as Lord of my life today. Jesus, be Lord of my life right now. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. If you pray that prayer, I'd love to hear about it. Email me at jeremiasministries at yahoo.com or put it in the comments there. Well, me and Sheila and my family, we love you. We do this for you. We want to see you get saved and to grow spiritually. God bless you. I hope that you have a wonderful day. I'm going to check the comments here, take a few minutes to do that, and we'll see you next Wednesday. God bless you. If you'd like to contact us for prayer, praise reports, or offerings, go to jeremiasmithministries.podbean.com. Thank you for listening.